Hello and happy holidays to all you curious listeners out there. This is a Curious Clubhouse podcast, and if you're new to the podcast, this is a weekly podcast where I, your host, Jason, take you on a brief, informative journey into a specific subject or topic that has helped shape and influence today's pop culture. This week, we are touching on our Christmas episode. We're talking about a Christmas carol, and I'm, of course, referring to the Charles Dickens classic story, A Christmas Carol, and I'm pretty sure most, if not everybody who listens to this podcast has probably either heard of, listened to, or watched some version of A Christmas Carol at some point in their lives. This is one of my all-time favorite Christmas stories. Um, I absolutely love it. I listen or watch some version of it every year, so I thought it was very appropriate for our Christmas episode. This episode I'm recording a little bit in advance. It will drop on Friday the 23rd, so just a couple of days before the holiday seasons and Christmas. So I hope everybody out there is having a wonderful holiday season. I hope everyone out there has a wonderful and fruitful Christmas. So as always, I'll tell you a bit about what A Christmas Carol is. We'll go over some of the origins and inspirations behind this classic Dickens tale. And this week, I'm adding a new segment that I am calling it Curious Adaptations where I'll tell you a bit about some of my favorite movies and versions of A Christmas Carol. And as always, we'll talk about some other properties surrounding A Christmas Carol and end things with some curious and unusual facts about A Christmas Carol. So without further ado, let's dive in here and let's get curious. So what is A Christmas Carol? Well, A Christmas Carol, in full as it's fully named, A Christmas Carol in Prose, Being a Ghost Story of Christmas, is a short novel by Charles Dickens, originally published in 1843. The story, suddenly conceived and written in a few weeks, is one of the outstanding Christmas stories of modern literature. Through a series of spectral visions, the miserly Ebenezer Scrooge is allowed to review his life and to change its outcome. The Ghost of Christmas Past reveals vigorettes of Scrooge's early life as a schoolboy, an apprentice, and a young man in love. The Ghost of Christmas Present reveals to Scrooge that joy has little to do with wealth. Together, they visit the homes of Bob Cratchit, Scrooge's much-abused clerk, and of his generous nephew, Fred, who has married for love. Finally, the Ghost of Christmas Yet to Come allows Scrooge a vision of what his end will be like if he continues on his present course. He will die despised and unmourned. After witnessing these scenes, Scrooge is a changed man. He immediately sets about mending his ways, becoming a generous and thoughtful, and thereby finding redemption and joy. So that is a brief overview of what a Christmas story is, or excuse me, what a Christmas carol is. Um, And it's not a very big book, um, but again, it has been around for many, many years. It has been told and retold and retold time and time again, and it will stand the test of time as it has done so already. And again, it is just an absolutely amazing little Christmas ghost story that I absolutely love. And so that's a bit about what it is. Um, So now let's dive into some origins and inspirations. Let's talk about how Charles Dickens came up with this fantastic Christmas ghost story. So diving in here, Charles Dickens' idea for A Christmas Carol originated in the north of England when he traveled to speak at the Manchester Athenaeum, a sort of philanthropic organization for the working poor, a population that was largely uneducated, powerless, exploited by factory owners, and ignored by everyone else. 
He was part of an event in October of 1843 that was intended to raise money for the Athenaeum. He shared the stage with the prominent politicians Richard Cobden and Benjamin Disraeli. Dickens was already a popular and successful novelist. A self-made man with a social conscience, his time in Manchester convinced him that he needed to confront the problems of want and ignorance, which he personified in his Christmas tale as two horrifying children. These were the threats facing England, and they were being bred in the slums of the country's newly industrialized cities. Dickens could fight, Dickens could fight them, he decided, So six weeks later, A Christmas Carol was finished. Dickens continued writing what he called his Christmas books for several years afterward. They were popular in their time, but none of these have gone into endless rotation on television or on the stage. Only A Christmas Carol has become a modern fairy tale classic. And, you know, I just, I think it's amazing that Charles Dickens... In the 1840s, you know, he's looking at London, he's seeing this this want and this greed, you know, and this the, the poorness, uh, you know, and the greediness of it all. And he, he decides to fight back. He decides to fight it. And the way he decides to do that is to write this incredible Christmas ghost story. And honestly, I'm so glad he did. As I've mentioned, it is one of my all-time favorite Christmas movie, Christmas stories of all time. You know, I have I've watched, seen, heard some version of it every single year ever since I was a kid, you know, as I as I believe most people probably have, you know. So with it being told so many, so many different ways, you know, how do we put a fresh spin on a story that's been told so many different times? So with this brand new segment, Curious Adaptations, I'm going to talk to you about some of my favorite adaptations of A Christmas Carol and what I think each one of these adaptations puts somewhat of a fresh spin on the story and makes them very, very watchable and very entertaining. So the very first adaptation we have here is The Man Who Invented Christmas. And this is a 2017 Christmas biographical comedy drama film directed by Barrett Nullery and written by Susan Coyne based on the 2008 book of the same name about Charles Dickens by Les Stanford. The joint Canadian and Irish production stars Dan Stevens, Christopher Plummer, and Jonathan Price, and follows Dickens as he conceives and writes his 1843 novella, a Christmas Carol. The film was produced by Parallel Film and Rhombus Media. It was released by Bleecker Street in the United States on November 22nd, 2017, and by Thunderbird, releasing in the United Kingdom on December 1st, 2017. It received generally positive reviews from critics. And I've seen the movie. It's absolutely fantastic. It, it does a wonderful job of not only telling the story from Charles Dickens' perspective, but it does a a beautiful job of really illustrating the struggle of the time period and the struggle that Dickens himself had trying to come up with a successful Christmas novel. But not only come up with a successful Christmas novel, but finding somebody to publish it and getting it out by Christmas time. So it's very, very fantastic. Um, You know, if you're looking for a good film to watch with family, Uh, This Christmas, I highly recommend The Man Who Invented Christmas because it does a great job of illustrating Charles Dickens' life and his struggles with A Christmas Carol. Um, It's not super historically accurate, but, you know, upon doing my research, the, the director of the movie said he wasn't looking for historical accuracy. He was merely looking 
to kind of illustrate the difficulty that Dickens had coming up with this classic Christmas tale. So the next adaptation on our list here is A Christmas Carol from 2009. The Christmas Carol 2009 American computer animated Christmas fantasy film written and directed by Robert Zemex, produced by Image Movies, Image Movers Digital and released by Walt Disney. Excuse me, uh, re- released by Walt Disney Pictures based on Charles Dickens' 1843 novel of the same name. The film was animated through the process of motion motion capture, a technique used in Zemeck's previous films, The Polar Express 2004 and Beowulf in 2007. And Zemeck's and stars the voices of Jim Carrey, Gary Oldman, Colin Firth, Bob Hoskins, Robin Wright, Penn, and Carrie Ellis. It is Disney's third adaptation of the novel, following Mickey's Christmas Carol in 1983 and A Muppet Christmas Carol in 1992, and the first of two films produced by Image Movers Digital. And I absolutely love this movie. It is one of my all-time favorite Christmas classics. I I love Jim Carrey. I love his acting. And this movie does a great job of telling this classic story in animated, computer-generated style, which up until this movie, I don't think had been done before with A Christmas Carol, and I think they did a fantastic job with it. Uh, honestly, it did not earn, it not, did not do well with critics. Um, the movie overall, I don't think, did very well uh, based on my research. But I myself thought it's, fa- I think it's fantastic. Uh, you know, I try to watch it at least once every year, if not every other year. Um, and it is probably one of the best, if not the best, adaptations of A Christmas Carol done today, in my opinion. So definitely worth watching. Again, if you're looking for a nice family film to watch with the kids, nice little Christmas movie, definitely highly recommend you check this one out if you haven't done so. Uh, So number three here on our list, A Christmas Carol from 2019. A Christmas Carol in 2019. This is a British dark fantasy drama miniseries based on the 1843 novella of the same name. It began airing on BBC One in the UK on December 22nd, 2019, and concluded two days later on December 24th of 2019. It also aired earlier in the US on FX Networks from December 19th of 19 over three nights and was later repeated. The three-part series is written by Stephen Knight with actor Tom Hardy and Ridley Scott among the executive producers. This adaptation was meant to present a darker take on the classic story aimed at an adult audience. The drama involves adult language, brief nudity, horror elements, implications of child molestation, forced prostitution, and a depiction of child drowning. So yes, this is this particular version is very adult-oriented. Uh, it's very dark. It's very gritty. Um, it is a fresh, adult, scary spin on a classic Christmas tale. And I think it's, you know, in terms of like adult Christmas movies, I think it's fantastic. Um, it is definitely different. Um, it is, you know, if you're, it's about as fresh of a spin on a Christmas carol as you can get, I think. Um, just because it is so adult oriented and it is geared towards a, an older audience. So if you, if you love a Christmas carol, but you're looking for a darker, grittier take on this classic tale, I definitely highly recommend you check out the 2019 miniseries via BBC and FX uh, because it is very, very well done. It's very, very fresh. It's very different. Uh, So our fourth adaptation on the list here and arguably probably one of, if not my favorite 
adaptation of the story thus far that is Spirited, which just came out this year. Spirited is a 2022 American Christmas-themed musical comedy film directed by Sean Anders and written and produced by Anders and John Morris, starring Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds, Octavia Spencer, Sunita Mani, Patrick Page, Marlo Barkley, and the voice of Tracy Morgan. The film is a modern retelling of Charles Dickens' 1843 novella and a a satyr of the various adaptations since. The Ghost of Christmas Present is nearing retirement and sets his sights on fixing an unredeemable man. And this movie, absolutely fantastic. One of the most funniest Christmas comedy movies I have seen in a very long time. And I have to say, it's an amazing movie. I, I cannot hype this movie enough, I, but I love Will Ferrell. I love Ryan Reynolds, you know, but even if you're not huge fans of theirs, watch this movie. Still watch this movie because it's absolutely hilarious. Uh, it's just great. It's just absolutely fantastic. Uh, oh, it's good. Uh, you know, it, definitely one that I will watch again and again and again and again uh, throughout the years for sure. Um, it is currently available on Apple TV. So, yeah, definitely, you know, and even if you... Even if you don't have Apple TV, get it for a month. <laughs> get it for a month and watch this movie because it is worth it. Oh, it is so worth it. Yeah, so that is Spirited. Great, great comedy, Christmas co- musical comedy. Uh, some great tunes in there uh, and just very, very funny. Uh, so our fifth adaptation on here is Scrooged in 1988. Scrooged is a 1988 American Christmas fantasy comedy drama film directed by Richard Donner and written by Mitch Glazer and Michael O. Donahue. Based on the 1843 novella by Charles Dickens, of course, Scrooged is a modern retelling that follows Bill Murray as Frank Cross, a cynical and selfish television executive who is visited by a succession of ghosts on Christmas Eve intent on helping him regain his Christmas spirit. And again, this is an older movie, but it's really, really well done. Um, it's very fresh. Um, it puts a fresh take on the story, as all of these movies do. All these adaptations we're talking about put some sort of fresh spin on the story, which is why I love them so much. Um, very, very well done for an older movie. You know, very good family-friendly film, uh, for sure. So if you're, if you're looking for a version of A Christmas Carol to watch this year, you know, check out any five of these adaptations that we've gone over because all of them are just great. They're all classics in their own right. They do a wonderful job of putting a great new spin on the story, um, especially Spirited. Again, I can't hype Spirited enough because it's absolutely hilarious. But yeah, check these out. Um, they're very, very fantastic, and I think that you'll find something that you and the family will enjoy out of any one of these adaptations. Uh, So now that we've talked a bit about some of the various adaptations, let's now dive into some other properties surrounding A Christmas Carol outside of the movies. Uh, First up is theater. An early theatrical production was A Christmas Carol or The Miser's Warning, a two-act adaptation of A Christmas Carol by C.Z. Barnett, first produced at the Surrey Theater on February 5th, 1844, just weeks after the publication of the novella. So really, really cool. The very first theatrical version of A Christmas Carol was put on mere weeks after it was published. So really, really awesome. Uh, I bet it would have been insane to be in that time period and to be able to have been able to experience that uh, for the very first time. Uh, So really, really cool there. 
Uh, next up here, musical. Um, you know, outside of you know the movie Spirited, it's a musical comedy, but an actual musical, A Christmas Carol the Musical in 1994, a Broadway musical adaptation with music by Alan Mankin and lyrics by Lynn Ahrens, ran at the theater at Madison Square Garden, New York City's yearly until the 2003, starring as... Starring as Scrooge were Walter Charles, 1994, Terrence Mann, 1995, Tony Randall, and 1996, Hal Linden and Roddy McDowell, alternating in 1997, Roger Daltrey in 1998, Tony Roberts in 1999, Frank Langella in 2000, Tim Curry in 2001, F. Murray Abraham in 2002, and Jim Dale in 2003. The 2004 television version of the musical starred Kelsey Grammer as Scrooge. So a lot of different people played Scrooge uh, throughout that Broadway musical's run. Uh, And Jim Dale, I I was very pleasantly surprised that Jim Dale played a version of Scrooge in that musical. Now, Jim Dale, you know, if you're not familiar with him, he narrates all of the Harry Potter novels uh, on Audible, all the audiobooks, and he does a fantastic job uh, of narrating those books. So really cool to find out that he played Scrooge in the Broadway musical in New York of A Christmas Carol. So property number three here, radio. Of course there's radio. So on December 19th, 1923, BBC Radio broadcast an adaptation of the story by R.E. Jeffrey. Lionel Barrymore starred as Scrooge in a dramatization on the CBS radio network on December 25th, 1934, beginning a tradition he would repeat on various network programs every Christmas through 1953. Only twice did he not play the role in 1936 when his brother John Barrymore filled in because of the death of Lionel's wife, and again in 1938 when Orson Welles took over the role because Barrymore had fallen ill. Um, So really, really cool. Um, There is a BBC that is on Spotify as well as iHeart. You can listen to that. Um, It's absolutely fantastic. Uh, It does a really good job. Um, of portraying Scrooge and it's also one of my favorites I listen to it every year Um, continuing on here Audible released an original audio dramatization of the novel in 2016 adapted by Artie Carstairs featuring Sir Derek Jacobi as Charles Dickens Kenneth Graham as Scrooge Roger Allen as Marley Brandon Coyle as the Ghost of Christmas Past Miriam Margoyles as the Ghost of Christmas Present Tim Mc, Tim McInerney as the ghost of Christmas yet to come. Jamie Glover as Bob Cratchit. Emily Bruni as Mrs. Cratchit. Jenna Coleman as Belle. Joshua James as young Scrooge. And Hugh Skinner as Fred. This is one of the only two currently known audio productions in which the ghost of Christmas yet to come actually speaks, the other being a rare 1947 ABC radio version starring Lionel Barrymore. Uh, So really, really cool, um, you know, because as we know, the Christmas yet to come normally doesn't speak. Uh, He's normally very silent, very brooding, wears that big dark cloak uh, and kind of of looks like the Grim Reaper, Uh, but he never speaks. So really cool to find out these uh, two adaptations here where the, he actually speaks. Um, so that is uh, some of the radio. Uh, there's musicals, uh, theater, 
Uh, now let's touch on comic strips. A story arc in the comic strip Foxtrot has Jason dreaming that he is Ebenezer Scrooge with his friends and family members playing the other roles of Christmas Past is a short comic strip by Johnny Lowe and Seward Toodle in the literary trade paperback iconic released in 2009 by members of the Comic Book Artists Guild. It deals with Scrooge's nephew, Fred, facing the decision of what to do about a criminal who murdered his wife with the ghost of Scrooge, playing the role of the three spirits to try to save him from a path of darkness. Uh, so really, really interesting here. Uh, not technically a comic book, but a comic strip. You know, still still some sort of comic here, even with the Christmas uh, carol. So really, really interesting. And, you know, interesting little spin in this comic strip. Um, you know, with Fred facing the decision to, you know, to not deal with the criminal that murdered his wife. You know, very fresh, different take. I definitely have to see if I can't track that down and read it. Because uh, it definitely sounds very interesting. Um, moving on here, though, uh, podcast. Uh, there are many, many different podcast versions of a Christmas Carol. There is a couple that I listen to every year, and they're fantastic. Uh, but first up, a Christmas Carol by BBC Learning and School Radio, available on iHeart Radio and Spotify. Now, this one I listen to every year. Um, again, it is absolutely fantastic. Uh, one of my buddies, um, who I work with, actually showed it to me. He actually brought it to my attention. So glad he did, um, because it's very, very fantastic. Um, so definitely worth checking out if you haven't listened to it yet. Uh, there's also A Christmas Carol, which was adapted by The Merry Beggars, another fantastic podcast. Um, you can check it out at themerrybeggars.com, along with some of their other uh, projects that they have going on. You can also listen to it on Spotify as well. Um, another another one, I listen to it every single year. Again, it just they're absolutely fantastic. Highly recommend you check both those out. And finally here... Three Ghosts, uh, which is a book and music um, by C.E. Simon, lyrics by Liz Mueller. Three Ghosts is an epic retelling of Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol with a cast of over 40 people from all over the world released on December 19th in 2020. And I actually listened to this just last night. Uh, I managed to track it down and it's two hours long. You can find it on Apple Podcast. Uh, you can listen to the entire thing there for free. Um, I listened to it last night. It's absolutely fantastic. It is a it is a fresh take. It's a musical. Um, a lot of music, a lot of really good music. Um, and it actually extends the story a little bit, especially the beginning. The beginning is a little different than what we're used to uh, in terms of A Christmas Carol. Um, and it's just it's really well done. Um, I was very impressed by it. So go over to Apple Podcasts, check Three Ghosts out. It is very, very awesome. Very, very unique telling version of A Christmas Carol. Uh, so that is just a few of the properties outside of movies for A Christmas Carol. Finally, to end the episode here, let's dive into some curious facts surrounding A Christmas Carol. First up, A Christmas Carol wasn't Dickens' first Christmas story. Dickens published more than a dozen Christmas tales between 1835 and 1848. A Christmas Carol is merely the best known today and by far the most popular in his lifetime. Uh, that is so, so true. I have not read any of his other Christmas stories simply because I love A Christmas Carol. I'm just so fascinated by that story. Uh, like I said, it's one of my all-time favorites. I probably should check out some of his other Christmas works, 
uh, but I just can't seem to get away from A Christmas Carol. Um, you know, I, I just, I love it. I don't know why. Um, it's just very addicting to me. It's just my absolute favorite. Uh, so curious fact number two here, A Christmas Carol was self-published because his previous book didn't sell well. Dickens couldn't find a publisher for A Christmas Carol, so he paid for the printing himself. The first edition, priced at five shillings, about $30, went on sale December 19, 1843, and was sold out by Christmas. Two more editions were printed before the end of the year, one week later. Interesting. So, flew off the shelves uh, when it was first published, uh, and he had to self-publish it because he couldn't find a publisher. So, I mean, this man, Charles Dickens, super committed to getting a successful Christmas novel out. Uh, and boy, did he. Uh, so, curious fact number three here. Dickens gave public readings of the book. In 1852, Charles Dickens gave the first public reading of A Christmas Carol. He would reprise the performance 126 more times before his death in 1870. Uh, so, wow. Really, really crazy. 127 public readings of A Christmas Carol. Really, really fantastic stuff. Curious fact number four, the first stage adaptation appeared less than two months after the book was published. As we touched on a little bit earlier in the episode, on February 5th, the first stage version opened in London. Within four weeks, there were no fewer than eight competing versions of the story playing the London stages. Uh, so really, really fascinating fact there. Everybody at the time trying to get a piece of this fantastic story. So no fewer than eight competing versions of the same story. So it sounds like every single stage in London at the time was playing some version of Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol. Uh, really, really cool. Uh, curious fact number five, the story popularized several phrases. Bah humbug and Merry Christmas weren't unknown before Christmas Carol, but the book brought them front and center in popular usage, and everyone knows what you mean if you refer to someone as a Scrooge. Uh, so really, really cool. Uh, the, this book, you know, just popularized those phrases, really brought them out to the forefront in the limelight, uh, which is probably one of the big reasons, you know, why we use them today. Uh, so really, really fascinating. And finally here, our curious fact number six, the final fact we have here, A Christmas Carol is largely responsible for the Anglo-American tradition of holiday charity. British newspapers in 1844 attributed a spike in Christmas time charitable donations to the popularity of Dickens' novella. While giving to the needy wasn't a new concept at Christmas time, Dickens' book inspired many people, especially the Novu Ritchie of the Industrial revolution to dramatically increase their generosity. So absolutely fascinating that a book like the Christmas character, a Christmas character, excuse me, a book like a Christmas Carol is solely responsible for the uptick in charitable giving. You know, it's just fascinating to me. Really, really great stuff. You know, if, if not for a Christmas Carol, we, you know, probably wouldn't have the amount of Christmas charity that we have today. We may not have some of the donating programs that we have today, the charitable foundations that we have today. You know, so it just sounds like A Christmas Carol had a huge influence on some of the, uh, on the greater bulk of help that we have around the holiday season, uh, you know, that we have today. So really, really 
fascinating stuff there. And that's it, guys. Uh, that is episode number 13. That is all things A Christmas Carol. I hope that you guys enjoyed it. I hope that you guys have a wonderful holiday season. As always, if you love what we're doing here, please rate, review, subscribe, wherever you get your podcast. Uh, that is the number one way right now that you can get us up the charts, get us new listeners. Um, and as always, you know, head on over to Apple Podcasts, you know, check out that podcast, Three Ghosts. It's fantastic. While you're over there, if you could give this show a review, write us a quick review, you know, that helps so, so much. Uh, again, guys, Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. I absolutely love A Christmas Carol. Uh, We'll be watching and listening to some version of it within the next few days. Again, I'm sure. So once again, guys, thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful holiday season. Have a Merry Christmas. And as always, stay curious.